Hi, everyone. This is being recorded after the fact because my dumbass forgot to hit record on my audio. So for this episode, my audio may be glitchy or spazzy. I'm not sure. We're not sure. We haven't listened to it yet. So sorry, but enjoy. awkward this is legend (laughs) i'm sam i'm amy you missed my weird hand movement waving at amy to the camera (laughs) uh we are a podcast about cryptids urban legends and the paranormal and i didn't have to look at notes because i'm looking at your face nice so i wanted to tell you that i finished the first book of the golden compass or his dark material that and it is the best yeah what is it yeah. about now that you know now that uh, you remember it, i was gonna say i read it when i was a kid but i completely forgot but i just remember it being my favorite because i cried for like three weeks after reading the last book i don't i don't know it was just very near and dear to my heart apparently but i could not remember a damn thing about it but it's about this I don't know how to phrase it because I really want you to read it so I don't want to give it away but it's about this 12 year old girl and they have daemons or demons I always say daemons in my head I don't know how they're pronounced it's the a and the e that's connected yeah I have no idea I just always say daemon but so all humans on this plane of existence I guess have one and it's like their soul kind of yeah nice I don't want to tell you anything else because I want you to read it okay it's I don't know I love it and I things are coming back to me as I'm reading it so like I'll be like oh yeah I forgot about him or and yeah so it's just it's been a great experience and I'm so happy and I'm even more happy because there's two more books (laughs) even though it's not I guess I don't know how to explain it they're not part of the original three prequel or like I don't know if they're a one-off I don't think they're a prequel because it says continue I think maybe a spin-off maybe but it's still Lyra who's the main character is still the main character Hmm. in the other two books is it just like later in her life maybe I don't know I haven't read them yet (laughs) I'm excited to though that's good yeah I mean I understand the excitement of reading books that you've already read Mm -hmm. like Hunger Games (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to read them. They're on oh, my list. I'm so excited to reread it. I mean, I didn't read it as long ago as you read those books. And yeah, I, was like, I was like a kid kid when I read those. Yeah. And, you know, these ones have movies that I can watch when I'm not reading it. So I still remember pretty much all of it. <laughs> well, they have a movie for 
I've never seen it, so I don't know if it's for the entire series or if it's just the first book, The Golden Compass, or what. I'm not sure, but I refuse to watch it. (laughs) Why? Because I just really cannot stand when I've read a book series and then I watch the movies. They don't ever live up to the book and then they they ruin what I picture in my head. They don't, but it's better to me to have read the book and then watch the movie because then I can watch the movie and go well I know all of the background stuff I know everything that's going on over that's there that's what happens stuff. though I'm like that's wrong that's well, wrong oh my god what were was it Harry Potter I was Harry finally a big one I was finally reading the entire series not just stopping at four And we were watching the movies after each one that I read. And I'm pretty sure I was driving Lindsay and Josh insane because I was like, well, that's not how it goes. That's not Mm -hmm. what I just read. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a movie for Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yeah. Oh, does it have Bruce Willis in it? I feel like it would have Bruce Willis in it. No, it doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> but I watched it with Mormon and I I I think I might have drove him insane because yeah. I was like, this is wrong. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I do that to Matt all the time. When you, well, I guess when you read it, maybe Bruce Willis wasn't such a big thing. I don't know. Was he? Bruce I don't know. Willis? Just when I was reading it, I pictured the main character as Bruce Willis in my head. I did not picture him as Bruce Willis, <laughs> but Bruce Willis was, has, you know, he's been a big thing before for a we while. Were true, born. True. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I meant a big thing in your life. Oh yeah, he's always been a big thing in my life. <laughs> uh, I think it was my cousin. I I'm pretty sure, Mandy. If I'm calling you out and I'm wrong, sorry, but. <laughs> I know for a fact she had a thing for Garth Brooks, and I'm pretty sure her other love of her life was Bruce Willis. And so that's how I first like learned about Bruce Willis because she's she's not much older than me, but she's a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, ever since I learned about Bruce Willis from her, I was obsessed with Bruce Willis. So because <laughs> she was like the coolest when I was a kid. So, but yeah, Bruce Willis has always been a part of. As far back as my memories go, uh, there has been Bruce Willis. <laughs> I, same. As far back as I can remember, I've always loved him. Not like in a romantic way, though. Like some oh, people... my romantic way for me. <laughs> no, no. Maybe later in life. But uh, when I was younger, I was like, ew, he's old and bald. Really? Uh, <laughs> the whole nine yards sealed the for me i was like yes no i like him when he acts like really crazy and weird and like that one movie that i can't think of i don't even know now i was gonna start singing the jeopardy theme song (laughs) i'm not gonna be able to figure it out but there's one movie in particular i'm picturing and that's it (laughs) all right Woo, it's not the what is it 12 crazy monkeys i love that movie too is that what it's called it's not 12 crazy monkeys it's just 12 monkeys 12 monkeys okay <laughs> i've only seen that one once but i love that movie brad pitt and that is the best brad pitt 
He's exactly how I like him the most. <laughs> he's exactly how I like him. I love when he's insane, like in Fight Club. Oh, yeah. I wasn't Club. a fan Ooh. of Fight Club. <laughs> I but love Fight fun. Club. Oh, my God, is he? <laughs> he is one, one sex to man. Yeah, true. Well, are you ready? I believe so. Okay. We are going to talk about the catacombs today and i'm not gonna ask you because i feel like it's a commonly known thing but oh man are tunnels yes they are some tunnels (laughs) but there are some things oh yeah i cannot wait to tell you about i'm down let's do it let's talk about it uh and a side note it's not very important but i visited paris you know a few times when i lived in italy but I never actually got to go to the catacombs, which I feel like is a big issue I should take up with my parents. I think so, too. They would let you watch forensic files, but they wouldn't take you to the catacombs. Well, in Italy, I think we talked about this on a, a different episode for some reason. Maybe, Maybe not. I but think we brought them up. Italy, there's a tower. And on the inside of it, there's just bones lining the wall. Yes. yes. And... So we went there. So I don't think they they intentionally didn't take me to the catacombs, but I think they weren't as interested to go. Instead, we went to the Eiffel Tower a bunch, which I mean, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> I've never been there, but meh. Yeah, pinch poke. You owe me a coke because I said the same, <laughs> meh, the same exact time as you. Man, I owe you a lot of coke. I know, but I like Dr Pepper instead now. <laughs> um, it doesn't rhyme as nicely. Yeah, that's true. Pinch poke. You owe me. Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if anyone out there listening is not sure what the catacombs are, they are a or they are underground ossuaries that hold the remains of more than six million people in a tunnel system that spans more than two hundred miles under the city. Um, six hundred or six million million. Why did my brain not want to put million out there? It's just hundred. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with the term ossuary, I wasn't, so <laughs> I looked it up. Thank you. According to Wikipedia, quote, they are a chest box building well or site made to serve as the final resting place of human skeletal remains. They are frequently used where burial space is scarce, end quote. The catacombs extend south from the Barrier d'Enfer, d'Enfer, which translates into Gate of Hell. Sweet. In this next section, I am about to butcher many, many French words. So I apologize. Please do. But I'm going to give it my best shot. (laughs) So naturally, reading about something that you know, involved a gate of hell. I had to look into that. So the name is thought to come from the street Rue de Enfer, which is now called Rue Denfer Rocheru, <laughs> which crosses the Rue Rue de Fonberg Saint Jacques. <laughs> Some historians believe that I got its name because it was a place of debauchery and robbery. 
The barrier consists of two identical buildings on either side of the Avenue du Colonial Henry Rawl Tinguai. Okay. <laughs> Next to the eastern building is where the entrance to the catacombs is. Uh, that was a lot of French words. That is a lot. Also, I think it's Jacques, not Jacques. Oh, Jacques. I have my I, apologies. I only know that because of an ex-boyfriend of someone. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Rue means. Well, I'm going to get into that. Just uh, I know who Rue is in the Hunger Games. <laughs> That's really funny. So, fun fact, the barrier... The reason why it's funny is because you love Hunger Games and you're about to hear what I love. <laughs> so fun fact, the barrier is mentioned in Victor Hugo's novel, Les Miserables. No. That's why how I know what Rue means because there's a song called uh, Rue Plumet, which is uh, that's like street. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? I'm going to get into that. No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't think i mentioned this on the podcast before amy knows but like mr is my favorite play of all time awesome. i have every song memorized and i've seen it twice in toronto canada both by the 10th anniversary Dreamcast, which is the best cast <laughs> don't be mistaken um and i also wrote i own the book but i've never read it <laughs> it's massive but I will read it eventually. But anyway, here's the quote from the book where the barrier is mentioned. Quote, how did those children come there? Perhaps they had escaped from some guardhouse, which stood ajar, perhaps in the vicinity of the barrier de Enfer, or on the Esplanade de I Observatoire, or in <laughs> the neighboring Carrefour, dominated by the pediment on which could be read here we go, guys. Um, in venerant parvulum panis involtum, which means they discovered the infant wrapped in swaddling clothes, there was some mountbanks booth from which they had fled. End quote. Nice. Oh boy, that was a, a lot of French. You did a great job. So Thanks. good. <laughs> I'm sure the, if there's any French people listening, they're like, bitch. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Anyway, back to the catacombs. I just had to share that fun fact because Les Miserables is life. Why are six million people buried under Paris? Fun. During the boom of the Industrial Age, which was around 1760 to 1840, like many other cities, Paris was suffering from the mass of people that had flocked to the city. With a rise in population and overcrowding came massive amounts of death and disease, and we all know that medicine was crap back then. So people were dying left and right. Limestone tunnels under Paris had been mines used to provide the stones to create the city. The tunnels were so extensive, however, that by the 19th century, the weight of the city was creating giant sinkholes that entire buildings and blocks were collapsing into. In Whoa. 17 yeah that's not cool that's scary <laughs> in 1777 the king's architect charles axel Guillemot was given the task of stabilizing the entire tunnel structure because of all the deaths that were being caused by overcrowding, 
Overcrowding was also taking place in graveyards and cemeteries across Paris, and the people of the time were trying to find a better way of handling it. Less innocent graveyard, I'm sure it has an accent to that, but less innocent graveyard. <laughs> not not less innocent, like, oh, I, Les Miserables. It's exactly like Les Miserables, so it's probably <laughs> Les Innocent Graveyard. <laughs> which was one one of the biggest graveyards in paris was so overcrowded with dead bodies that on may 31st 1780 a cellar wall of a property bordering lay innocent split (laughs) open under the pressure of the excess burials and because of the spring rains causing half decomposed bodies and disease to flood into the conjoining basement after this graveyard was closed oh after this, the graveyard was closed to the public and burials were forbidden after 1780. Mm-hmm. This brings us back to Charles Axel Guillaumont <laughs> and his little project of stabilizing a 200 mile stretch of tunnels, which left the fate of whether or not Paris collapsed into the ground in his hands. You know, just a little project. A little bit. Um, no pressure. No, none. Uh, well, he's a badass because he actually managed to do it. And he finished the project in 1785. Immediately after, there were nightly processions of covered wagons that transported remains from different Paris cemeteries to the catacombs, accompanied by priests. I read conflicting reports and sources saying that it either took two years to move all the bodies or it took a span of 12 years. Not sure. Somewhere between there, you know, you had a 10 year difference. <laughs> yeah, two and 12. That's kind of a giant difference, but eh. As the bones were brought into the catacombs, they were essentially just dumped into random piles which is extremely sad if you think about it. There are all these different people's bones just scattered around and getting mixed up. Their bodies are not whole. Um, That's just my take on it. But then Luis Etienne Herricart de Thury directed his, it was a long name, uh, (laughs) directed his team to stack femurs and skulls to form walls and basically make art out of the remains. Not only did he make art out of the remains by creating a variety of shapes with them, like hearts, crosses, or hearts and crosses, he also made a giant barrel shape of femurs and skulls that is called the Crypt of Passion. Ooh. Why? I have no idea, honestly, because (laughs) I've seen pictures of it. It's just like floor to sea femurs and skulls and and it's like in the shape of a barrel like it's like a giant column but there are also sculptures that were created by a quarry worker named Francois de Cure he made sculptures in the walls of the limestone he carved images of the Quartier de Caserne Port Philippi and the Port Mahone prison he was killed during a cave-in at the catacombs. Oh, poor guy. I know. Another interesting fact I found, ooh, listen to this. So 
While they were exhuming bodies from lay innocent to move them to the catacombs, many bodies had incompletely decomposed and had been reduced to large deposits of fat, also known as corpse wax or adipocere. Um, maybe. Adipocere. Um, yeah, there you go. Adipocere. I looked it up earlier and I was like, remember that. Remember that. <laughs> and then I read it and I was wrong. I think I hear it constantly whenever I watch Bones. Oh. Yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> Most in the form of palmitic acid. Palmitic acid is produced by a wide range of plants and organisms and is used in butter, cheese, milk, and meat, as well as cocoa butter, olive oil, soybean oil, and sunflower oil. So that's not all you can do with it i figured there was something going in there during the exhumation the corpse wax was collected and turned into candles and soap Mm. they made candles and soap out of human corpses honestly that doesn't surprise me at all that is disgusting they're just recycling no no you're washing your hands with dead bodies. Well, yeah, but it's like it mixes with the lye and that's how you get the soap. I mean, if you think about it, you're washing your hands. If it's like actual soap, soap, you're washing your hands with like pig fat or cow fat or some sort of fat. I know, but you're not smearing your second cousin all over your hands like well, get the one made by the person you don't know <laughs> you don't know <laughs> uh anyway that's essentially the history um of course with places like this there's bound to be quite a few creepy stories one story claims that those who go into the catacombs after midnight will reportedly hear the walls talking to them <laughs> The walls apparently try to lure unsuspecting victims farther into the tunnels, encouraging them to lose their way. It is claimed that people who wander off into the tunnels can end up going mad. It is said that this story is claimed to be part of the inspiration for the movie As Above, So Below, which uh-huh. I watched and thought was terrible. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Yeah, sorry if anyone liked it. <laughs> I did not. Um. In 2010, cave explorers recovered video footage from uh, the 1990s that they claimed showed an unidentified man lost in the dark, wandering through tunnels until he finally panics, drops the camera, and runs off into the dark, and he was never seen again. And there is actual video footage. I I watched it, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Okay. There is another story of a man named Philibert Asprit or Asperit. Aspart. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to call him Philibert. That's, That's better. Philibert. It's adorable. Um, so he was a doorman at the hospital Val de Grace during the French Revolution. It said that the local monks stored their liquor in the catacombs. 
In November of 1793, he entered the catacombs via a staircase located in the hospital courtyard. He went down there to steal a bottle and he was never seen again. Mm -hmm. That was until 11 years later in 1804, his body was discovered in one of the quarry galleries. His cause of death was never determined. He was identified by his hospital key ring that was hanging from his belt. And I would just like to state that although many sources say he went down there to steal a bottle of liquor, the reason he went down there has really never been verified. So we don't know if he's a thief or not. It just sounds like a good story. Yeah, but it is verified that he did go down there. Yeah. And nobody knows why. To hide. Okay. This is one of the stories I was so excited to tell you. (laughs) This is where things get very interesting for the catacombs. All right. Give it to me. So there is a story that comes from the 1940s of a 19-year-old woman who was supposedly abducted by werewolves which in French, they're called uh, Lugaroos. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was taken. You know, I have to pause because I have to tell you that the next story that I'm doing, we're going to talk about them. The Lugaroos? Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm not going in on it because they sound so cool. I want to do like a whole story about them. Mm-hmm. But... We're going to mention them. And the way that they pronounce it is Rougarou. But anyway, go ahead. But they have it spelled as L-O-U-P-G-A-R. I know. I know. Okay. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. But that's funny because so, and that's why we drank did an episode of them and I mm-hmm. on them and I forgot about it. And I wrote it down in my notebook because I was like, we have to do the French werewolves. Mm-hmm. So anyway. fun. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I don't know where I was. Oh, and taken to the cells in the catacombs. Uh, She describes it like this, quote, his face was of a pale whitish color. His short, (laughs) twisted body was covered with thick, bristly hair. His eyes, piggish, insensitive (laughs) to any emotion and gleaming with evil lust. The creature was fat, almost (laughs) bloated. There were terrible scars and running sores over most of his body. He had no neck. So his head was placed squarely atop his muscular shoulders. (laughs) The face was the most horrible portion of his terrible features. It was much too large for his body, totally devoid of hair. The skin was scarred and wrinkled. His nose was fashioned more like a snout. It was at least seven inches in length, a terrible thing hanging down over his lipless mouth. (laughs) His nose ended about the middle of his chest. He was nude. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Her account was reported in an issue of Hollow Earth Bulletin by Warren Smith that was printed in May 1967. I read a shortened version of the story which I've added in our sources. If you want to read the entire thing, I highly suggest it if you are interested in the oddity that it is. Definitely. But essentially, and I'm going to do a little trigger warning right here. So 
you want to skip like 15 seconds if you're not fond of triggering things okay uh she was raped many times by the werewolves and kept hostage for a month or so there was also a physician there who attached a machine to her and he said quote we are attaching you to a machine that provides you with information on why you were tortured by the animal men end quote the story goes on to explain <laughs> why the werewolves were essentially pushed underground. Another quote from the story, this one's a long quote, but I really wanted you to get the gist of this. Okay. So here's the quote. What was the message given to the young woman through the machine? Many millions of years ago, she related, the earth was devoid of human life. The starmen selected our planet as a space laboratory, transplanting various types of people from different planets onto our Earth. Homo sapiens became the dominant species. Stop making that face. <laughs> as our aggressive, warlike characteristics drove the other species from us. Some of these species became extinct. Others vanished, and even the starmen didn't know what had occurred they simply disappeared without a trace as the human race continued to grow some species were driven underground to the caverns for their survival they adapted themselves to the life beneath the surface and in time they created the tunnels and cavern cities there were tremendous problems related to the biological mutations and the necessary evolution of the species to survive the environment of the inner earth. In time, the original colonists degenerated into the brutal, horrible animal men. In ancient times, these degenerates, <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> these degenerates <laughs> right upon, I'm sorry, composure. <laughs> these degenerates preyed upon surface humanity through raids on outlying areas, ancient stories of strange appearances of unusual animals, werewolves, and men beasts are memories of battle and memories, sorry, of battle between our ancestors and the animal men, end quote. The story is insane. And she even says in the story that she thinks people will think she's insane, but she does not care. A comment on the article I read. So I read this shortened version on a live journal post. Yeah. So there was a comment on the live journal post by a user called Negative Neve or Negative what? Knife. Um, they say, quote, this reads like a bad <laughs> like a bad fanfic. Sexual acts and all. I think the guy in the Lost Catacombs video started running because he started to panic, not because there was something following him. Just wanted to share my theory. <laughs> I just really liked the it reads like a bad fanfic. Comment, yeah. So. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of that, but it is definitely something and there is definitely a lot more detail than that in the shortened shortened version of that story <laughs> it sounds so fun so 
I was really excited. There's one other <laughs> part that I'm really excited to tell you about, but I was literally like, I was texting Amy all day today and I was like, I cannot wait to read this to you. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> so <laughs> off of that subject onto another interesting story. In 2004, a group of police decided to explore the restricted sections of the catacombs. They found a PA system that when triggered would play a sound clip of guard dogs barking. Then they found a fully stocked bar, Ooh. a living area, a complete restaurant with tables and chairs, and a cinema. Awesome. The cinema contained a project contained projection equipment and film reels of recent thrillers and film noir classics. Whoever set it up was stealing electricity from above. <laughs> I think they specifically says from the subway station. Um, but yeah, so they were stealing electricity from above. And not only that, but they had a security system set up that was recording the police as they investigated. <laughs> so the That's police awesome. left. It is super awesome. The police left to get a bigger group of police basically together to investigate the area further. And when they came back, everything was gone. The only thing that was left was a note that only said, don't search. (laughs) So definitely um, won't search then just because of your note. A group called Lay UX ended up taking responsibility for the installation. And Late UX, which is short for Urban Experiment, is an underground organization that improves hidden corners of Paris. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like an improvement to me. It is very interesting, for <laughs> sure. Um, on to the next. In 2005, a group of teen girls snuck into the catacombs on New Year's Eve. One of the girls disappeared into the tunnels and wasn't found until four months later. She froze to death. Oh, not that it's really spooky, but it's tragic and sad. Mm -hmm. There is an area in the catacombs that's called the wall of scratches. They showed pictures of it and it looks like people just like etched their names onto the wall. But you know, when you run out of space and so everyone's writing their names like on top of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't really look like scratches, but the person whose video I was watching, they were saying that it looks like someone rose from the dead and clawed at the wall. Oh, so. okay. Um, and then this one's just interesting. It's not really spooky or sad or anything. I, in 2017, a group of thieves used the catacombs to gain access to the underground vault of a nearby apartment building. They drilled through the limestone and they took a collection of vintage wine with a val- value of nearly $275,000. Damn, that also sounds like a movie. It does. And also, I wasn't really that upset about the wine, but I was like, stop drilling holes into yeah. a freaking tomb. <laughs> um, so, of course, I looked for... Any investigation groups that had visited the catacombs 
and Amy's giving me a look because I texted her this morning. I wonder who has been there. I texted her and I said, I apologize in advance for talking about ghost adventures. Um, (laughs) But uh, Zach Baggins did. (laughs) Of course. He did a spinoff show called Netherworld in 2014. And I think it was meant to be a series because like in the intro or whatever it says like he investigates these uh i don't know i can't remember but it the way he made it sound is that it was meant to be a series it's also titled the episode season one episode one but it's the only episode and it was in 2014 so i don't think there are going to be any more episodes (laughs) anyway didn't go very far no well it might be because you'll hear okay <laughs> what did so so i watched that uh zach says that he's going to go or zach says that going into the catacombs is actually illegal and so i think he means that to explore all of the catacombs is illegal because i know there's a section that is open to the public um but the rest of it is forbidden mm-hmm. so he found what's called a cataphile which if you don't know what a cataphile is nope they, <laughs> it sounds like somebody who does naughty things to cats yes it does yeah okay right <laughs> it's, it's not but uh they are urban explorers who illegally explore the catacombs nah so anyway he found one and he breaks into the, the catacombs he legit breaks into the catacombs when he gets into the catacombs there is a giant party of cataphiles <laughs> partying at philibert's tomb they go past the partying cataphiles and set up some cameras and do some evps while they're walking around they are literally stepping on bones there are bones everywhere and Aww. it's actually super sad to see And I find it super disrespectful. He picks up someone's leg bone and says, quote, I am holding a human leg bone to a person that didn't have a proper burial, end quote. Then he goes on to narrate that he's having a hard time holding back his tears. Does he not realize that he is being super disrespectful? Anyway. (laughs) I just want to say, duh, to him holding the leg, like. Mm-hmm. you don't have to tell us yeah we see you stepping on them um back to zach two of the three cameras zach mounted on the walls of the catacomb were stolen along with an evp player Good. they reviewed the footage to see if they could see who took it with the remaining camera and they found a pretty interesting apparition it looks like a man walking away in a cloak but it's definitely see-through and misty. It's not solid. Hmm. Um, And that's really it. The only other evidence that they had was a mysterious woman's laugh. Oh. That was it. But Zach freaking Baggins illegally broke into the catacombs and then made a TV episode about it. Yeah. I can see why there weren't uh, more episodes. He's got some cojones like really um he deserved to get his equipment stolen yeah so 
I also watched an episode of Amy's Crypt oh. on YouTube. I didn't know I had one. Yeah, apparently you do. Cool. And you do things like Zach Baggins. Oh, <laughs> so not cool. Not cool. <laughs> this was posted on May 8th, 2019. It was apparently a uh so the episode I watched was apparently part two. There was a part one, I guess, where she explored like the area you're allowed to be in. Oh. And then well, that's part good. <laughs> yeah. In part two, she decides to sneak in to the forbidden areas and explore. She hired a cataphile also. And um, so to, to get in, sorry, I've totally lost my spot. Um, <laughs> to get in, she literally climbs through the smallest hole in the wall I have ever seen. And then she just keeps crawling through teeny tiny holes. <laughs> I would have died about 20,000 times over of claustrophobia. Um, she went down there, like I said, with a cataphile and a cameraman named Jared. There were several sections where they had to essentially parkour over passageways that were filled with water. That'd be uh, fun to it, watch. It was actually entertaining. It was pitch black <laughs> and they began to use a spirit box. As I'm watching her crouch there in the pitch black with bones scattered all around her and listening to that static of the spirit box, I really think that if I were in her shoes, I would have shit my pants. (laughs) It's like, you know, when we're seeing it, it's in night vision or black and white. It does not seem nearly as dark as Mm -hmm. it actually is. It's pitch black. You're surrounded by skeletons essentially i don't know it was i don't know i just had a moment where i was watching her and i was like she's brave i would have died (laughs) oh you want to hear something funny during the spirit box session uh she didn't catch anything from the spirit box itself uh jared's camera caught the sound of a woman's voice super brief couldn't tell what it said but i could hear it um but during the session the screen like pops up with like writing on the screen saying growling noise and (laughs) I I could not hear anything but Amy immediately turned the spirit box off and put her fingers to her lip and was listening and then she says uh that she hears walking and then she points out that she heard a growl uh (laughs) and Jared says it was my stomach Oh, that sounds like me every time we record i have to edit out so many tummy growls or throat growls i know it made me laugh so hard because she was so serious <laughs> and like the way they had it edited and everything it seemed like it was a legit growl mm-hmm. but then he was like it was my stomach and she was like are you serious it was your stomach and he was like yeah um that's funny i know what it's so- like there's also this spider-like creature that was made from bones and has like a skull like they say it's like a spider-like creature but honestly if you just imagine what an octopus looks like with like the skull being the round part of the octopus's head bones around it yeah and the bones coming out and they're tied together by wire which i also find disturbing as hell and disrespectful 
So um, another disrespectful thing is they found a Game of Thrones style chair that was made out of bones and decorated on the edge and the top with skull bones. Of course, that's me and I've always thought of making one for Halloween. Yeah, but, but not out of it. real bones. Yeah. yeah, these are real people. Yeah. And then that made me wonder, like, how many people have gone down there and taken bones? Oh, probably a ton. I know. Is that not disgusting? That's so sick. Um. Anyway, she also gets to an area in the catacombs where she says, as above, so below was actually filmed. I had no idea that they actually filmed in the catacombs. Me either. But yeah. They did. That seems wrong too. Well, she's, yeah, it does seem very wrong because they showed a clip from the movie, like where she was, and the guy was like crawling over all these fucking bones. And I'm like, ooh, like you're crawling over these bones (laughs) and you're filming it to make money off of. Like, I don't know. It was just, yeah, I I do not like that. So then she crawls through the tunnel. Of course she does. (laughs) And she says she feels bad that she's stepping on them, but obviously not bad enough because she keeps stepping on them. So Mm -hmm. she does another EVP session. Um, They say they got some weird noises, but I literally could not hear anything. Either I'm deaf or it's just really quiet. We're not there. Um, (laughs) During the end of their investigation, this part was funny too, a firefighter squad came running through because they were training (laughs) that would scare the shit out of me plus it's illegal for them to be down there yeah and they didn't say anything about being scared that they were going to get in trouble either they just walked out calmly but yeah they ended up going like back up to where they started and doing an evp session there but there was really nothing Hmm. interesting but uh so that was that. Here's the other part I'm super excited to tell you about. <laughs> I looked on Reddit to see if there were any personal stories from people in the catacombs that they'd just written out. And there mm-hmm. were many, many, many posts of people asking other people to take them illegally into the catacombs and that they'll pay good money if someone will take them. Um, but there was one post that caught my eye and I think it caught a a lot of people's eyes. It it was posted by someone named snapped fingers. They say, see you imagine snapping. I imagined that someone bent their fingers. Oh my goodness. (laughs) No, snapping. So, okay. This is what he says. Quote. In a few days, I will be traveling to Paris via an alternative means of travel to bypass the lockdown. For those who might be unaware, there is a portal deep within the catacombs that is the source of an interdimensional incursion by beings not from our plane of existence. Yeah, it is. This portal must be shut down to cease this eon-long invasion. The portal predates our civilization, but these entities are absolutely not friendly for the most part, end quote. In the same post, he goes on 
uh, talking about needing advice and describing what gear he has. Now, in the comments, he talks about how he will have chalk to mark his way, saying, quote, I will have chalk, chalk to mark my way back. The main threat is large interdimensional beings that will be <laughs> down in those tunnels. Not knowing the average terrain there likely isn't a place to hide and limited space to run, but I have no alternatives as of now, end quote. Then somebody comments back to him and says, quote, and when you run, you mark the way while you're escaping from monsters? One, <laughs> very difficult. Two, the monsters can follow your mark. Ha, ha, ha. And, end quote. <laughs> Snapped Fingers responds with, quote, oh, my God. I never thought about that. <laughs> oh, God. I would have been completely screwed. No chalk. I can't believe how close this was. I never even considered that. I literally leave tomorrow. I would have been bloody screwed if I didn't see this. Thank you. You probably just saved my life. Also, I'm using the holy water turpentine in blood mixture as an experimental repellent. I don't know if it'll work as I haven't tested it, but it's something. Best case scenario, I can walk the tunnels unimpeded by interdimensional beings. End quote. Yes. Another user says... <laughs> quote scared to ask but where did the blood come from end quote <laughs> and snapped fingers says quote the blood has to come from me to work so i take advantage of my bad nosebleeds or even give myself a nosebleed to get the amount i need end quote so we got devotion oh my gosh another user says quote op which if you guys don't know, stands for original poster. I learned that only a few years ago. And I every time I see it, I'm like, I know what that means. Um, I know what OPP is. <laughs> is it when someone goes, oh, PP? No. <laughs> you know the, the rap song? You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Oh, yeah. I know what the OPP is in that. What is it? It is not appropriate. Other people's Pussies? lady bits. Oh, yes, I called it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that's not a win, by the way. Um, okay, anyway, so this other user says, quote, OP, I looked through your post history. As much as I joked about to be more serious, I've been everywhere in the, and then he writes K-T-A-S, Kitas. I'm assuming this means the catacombs Probably. is some sort of slang. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, he says literally all of it, every shottery, etc., in all of the networks under Paris. There's nothing sinister. There's no portals. I promise you. You sound like you could do with someone to talk to. Maybe please feel free <laughs> to message me. Snap fingers responds. Oh, yeah, snap fingers responds with quote. Are you positive? I've seen the pictures of the area nearby the portal frame with all the bone piles. I know I'm foolish for asking, given the risk of possession, but is there any way to prove there is no portal down there? End quote. Then I stopped reading. <laughs> <laughs> but there are many comments from people saying that lockdown has addled his brain, even though this happened before COVID. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know what lockdown he was even referring to, but he confused the people commenting because they thought he was <laughs> commenting about COVID. <laughs> so, but there were a lot of people saying that he also may have schizophrenia and a lot of people chimed in with other hosts of mental illnesses and I saw another post that was very recent asking whatever happened to snapped fingers (laughs) and then asking if it was a joke but no one seems to know so um one last little thing just a little more interesting information about the cataphiles not only do they explore the tunnels but they have actually been mapping out the entire thing for other cataphiles. So not that I'm encouraging their behavior, but it is very dangerous to go down there. So it's kind of really practical and forward thinking to have a map for others. So it's safer. Yeah. So you're not getting lost and dying down there. Cause you will get lost and die <laughs> down there. Yeah. It's um, happened before. Uh, yep. And unfortunately it is not listed on hauntedplaces.org, so I have no rating for you. Darn. What do you think? I think I want to go. It sounds freaking <laughs> badass. <laughs> I don't think that I would go with the cataphiles and like trapes over bones and stuff. That is one thing I heard that was really dangerous too, is like the cataphiles, there's like... I don't want to say legit cataphiles, but there are like ones that are more on the exploring side of it. And then there are ones that are like dangerous people, you know, yeah. go down there. And I can only imagine I was thinking about this and I forgot to write it down. So I'm glad I remember just now. <laughs> what if you were murdered down there? Oh, I'm sure there have been some. <laughs> I'm sure there has. Like, how would they ever freaking find you? It is literally oh, 200 miles, and I don't know how much of that 200 miles is bones, mm-hmm. but there are heaping piles of bones every freaking where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is All they'd crazy. have to do is throw you under a pile and wait till you, you decompose or wait till you decompose and then like just freaking toss you down there of course your bones are not going to look the same you know as yeah they won't be as old aged yeah Yeah. but I was thinking that when I was writing and I was like they could just kill you (laughs) and I mean an inexperienced person going down there and seeing they're just bones everywhere they're not going to be like these are new (laughs) these are a little bit shinier (laughs) they're whiter (laughs) but yeah that's the tourist area I would like to go yeah it. it would be very interesting very creepy but very interesting mm-hmm. it, it definitely i i have to find figure out what that place was called in italy but i mean i've already been into a some type of catacomb <laughs> a similar place and i remember you know because i was like a preteen and i remember standing in there and seriously like wanting to cry like <laughs> looking at all the bones and thinking each bone in here is like a it's it is a person it's an individual person that had a life that probably yeah. had kids and family and now their bones are in a wall like <laughs> probably not all of them together either because they're just like the catacombs they weren't just in piles they were all neatly lined like 
but not in a skeleton. So their bones were probably all mixed in with all these oh, other yeah. bones. Definitely. But uh Yeah. I mean, I think that when I go to just a regular cemetery and I'm like, I'm walking around a bunch of dead people, a whole field I, of them. I think that too, like, and that does make me sad to a degree, but I also think like, not that I'm religious whatsoever, but they had their funeral, like their loved ones and everything, you know, said goodbye to them and did their you know, whatever whichever religion they believe in their rights essentially like and they're in their own casket their body parts are all together they had some sort of closure yeah exactly and then I look at was watching all these videos on the catacomb and there are just bones like just lying around Mm -hmm. in these concrete tunnels like (laughs) you're just you know how you like you ever walked under a bridge something and there's like trash like kind of piled up in the corners like on the walls like it was like that but it was bones like people's (laughs) bones yeah it was really really sad to think about so anyways let us know what you think about the catacombs have you been there did you hire a cataphile we won't write you out but we want to know and uh you can submit any other spooky paranormal cryptidy urban legendy whatever stories we want them that'd be great we do you can send them to us at our email which is this is legend at gmail.com we have our website this is legendpod.com and of course our socials at facebook tiktok and instagram i almost said myspace wow that's a throwback (laughs) this is legend pod (laughs) (laughs) so anyway keep it spooky classy and sassy but most of all keep it legendary and legal (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye